Welcome to the Traveling Image Makers Podcast, your source of inspiration about travel photography. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the ride as we bring you on a tour around the world with our guests. Hello, how's everyone? This is episode 47 of the Traveling Image Makers podcast, and I'm your host, Ugo Che. My guest for this week is Bethany Lloyd, a walk leader in the European uh, mountains. And uh, she manages to combine her love for the mountains with photography and to use every opportunity to shoot pictures of those uh, beautiful uh, mountainous landscapes, whether it's in the Pyrenees the Swiss, the German Alps, uh, or the Italian Dolomites. If you want tips and suggestions about how to best uh, shoot alpine landscapes, you should definitely listen to this episode. You can find all the links for it and uh, admire some of Pat's uh, best images at ttim.photo forward slash 47. And now please enjoy my conversation with Bethany Lloyd. Very warm welcome to you, Beth. Should I call you Beth or Bethany? What's your uh, preferred? Beth is fine, yeah. Yeah, Beth. Beth. yeah. okay. So, uh, welcome to the show, and uh, it's great to, to be talking with you. We've Thank been you. in contact for uh, for some time, and you've also been working uh, and writing some, some articles for uh, for my website. We'll yeah. point uh, to those later in the show notes and so on. But first of all, uh, how are things going? Yeah, really good. Um yeah, I just got back into the UK a few days ago um, after the summer season, so I've just been spending a little bit of time. So we will talk about that. You you work yep. as a um, mountains work leader, is that correct? That's, yeah, yeah. So um, you've been walking along across the mountains of Europe, the Alps, the Pyrenees, and so on for exactly. most of the summer, I, I guess. And now it's uh, now, now is the is the season over? The season is over. Yeah, um, the. Uh, the company I've been working for, that the last guests kind of leave right at the end of uh, September. Yeah, I see. Uh, yeah, we have a short shutdown period and then we head back to the UK. And now you're waiting for the ski season to start? That's true, yeah. yeah. You're yeah. A, so you're a mountain mountaineer, walk leader and a passionate skier, I think. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So j- just uh, introduce yourself a bit, tell us... Uh, tell let our audience know who is Bethany Lloyd, uh, uh-huh. what do you do in your life, what's your background, and how you got started with photography especially. Yeah, so um, I guess I've been uh, a ski instructor since I was probably 16 now, um, which was my first proper chance to kind of do mountain work. Um, ironically, it started at an artificial ski slope in the UK, so it wasn't very mountainous at all. But um, it led from, to me being able to work in the mountains and in the French Alps and uh, and that kind of thing. Um, and it's led to all of these jobs since, especially the, the blogging and the photography. Um, in terms of being able, kind of learning to, to, to do uh, photography, um, my parents were quite keen. Um, so when it, whenever I was... Uh, out on walks, there were always cameras knocking around, even if they were the little wind-up, um, uh, kind of disposable cameras, they were always about. And um, 
I I was always dragged out on walks, didn't necessarily enjoy it when I was younger. Mm-hmm. I don't think a lot of kids do. Um, but for me, being able to stop and take a photograph kind of was a good way of me being able to have a rest uh, and cover up kind of being able to, like needing a, a breather by take, taking a couple of photographs. So um, it started as an excuse more than anything else. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then grew from there into actually something that I wanted to do um, and enjoyed doing. Is now that, it's, it's something I do all the time. So yeah, that's um, so. So you lead walks uh, in in the mountains, and you you always bring your camera with you. Yeah, Is that yeah, how it works. So that's, uh, yeah, go ahead. Uh, no, so uh, I'll say I I kind of became a walk organizer because I. Uh, I, I did a lot of winter seasons and then I wasn't sure what to do between my winter seasons. I needed uh, something to fill my summers. So um, I got involved with a, a walking company and um, kind of discovered a, a new love, actually. it's I never kind of imagined that I would go out and be a walk leader. But um, it's actually the perfect excuse to to do photography because you're, you're out in the mountains all day long. It's... Um, you're permanently there so you always get the chance for the shots yeah and you get do you get many opportunities to, to shoot pictures when uh, leading walks uh, and if you even if you have people following you uh, you do you find many especially do you find many clients that are into photography as well so they they might like uh, sharing moments photographing together how, how does it work definitely so um I mean, the first thing is when we do these walks, uh, we, we walk, we lead from the back. Um, so we always walk at the pace of the slowest. Mm-hmm. Um, so we ask our guests to kind of get to a certain point. If they get to a junction, they need to wait, and then we'll kind of discuss the route from there. But as a photographer, that's fantastic, because if I'm at the back or if I'm moving in and um, out of the group, I can kind of choose where my shots need to be rather than, worrying about setting a fast pace or leading people um uh particularly so mm-hmm. that that works really well it's way more sociable and and a lot of our guests do love photography they've they've come out to the mountains on holiday they want to take holiday pictures um and as soon as they kind of find out that you're a blogger or you're a photographer they they want to talk about the equipment they want to talk about the shots they want to show you what they've taken and that's a really lovely way to kind of socialize with them of course and i guess it's um, with digital photography and the ability to see our pictures on in the back of the camera is something that you can really uh, take advantage of i mean you can shoot a scene and then show it to the other people on the lcd and they can you can compare shots and give a uh, some some advice, some I wouldn't say some photography lessons, but at least if you're, I mean, you are a yeah a walk leader and a skier, but you're also a very competent photographer. So <laughs> <laughs> you sh- you certainly have something to to teach in that respect as well. I guess. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and it's a, it's a nice way to kind of teach. It's a communal. I learn things from them all the time, and and they learn things from me. So, um, and a lot of them turn up with cameras that way way more kind of advanced than mine or um potentially they might have got you know lots more lenses than i have and then that's quite a good 
a chance for me to ask them, you know, how are you finding that? Is that a good lens? Are you struggling with that? Um, and then I can kind of figure out where, where I want to go with my, my gear too. What, what kind of equipment are you working with at the moment? I mean, photographic, mm -hmm. photographic equipment. Um, so I, I shoot with a, a Nikon D3500 mm -hmm. um, DSLR and um, pretty much when I'm out in the mountains, I'll travel with that in its case a waterproof cover and a few um, a few filters, so maybe a few, um, yeah, just a kit lens and a few filters, mm -hmm. mostly because of weight. Um, if I'm walking, if it's a, it's a long hike, or even if we're going climbing, you can't really afford to, uh, to take anything too much heavier. Um, I, I, that's one of the reasons why I haven't gone and got lots more lenses or I don't travel with a lot more lenses because um, you don't need them for these kind of on-the-spot outdoor uh, photos, I find. It's more about capturing the moment and the, and the people whilst they're walking or climbing. You, you don't carry a tripod, I, I imagine. That would be an added weight. Yeah, for you, sure. You don't, don't, probably don't have much time to use because that requires time putting the unfolding it putting it down and so on it's um, yeah i mean I, i do i do have a tripod and i do like using it i've um but it usually comes out for long exposures and yeah. um, night photography or, or water photography and, and more in my own time because yeah. i think when you're moving into a more artistic you know light trails and um blurring of water i think Those, that's the kind of photography you need time for. Um, so where, when you're in the mountains, uh, you also have time for, for yourself to take your own, yeah. your own pictures uh, with all the, the time you need. Yeah, I mean, it's, we get a couple of days um, or afternoons free and then we get a day off as well. Mm -hmm. um, and then obviously the evenings are ours um, when, when the guests are all sorted. So um, that's a really good chance. The, the light pollution is virtually non-existent in many of these places so um all you have to do is walk up the road for five minutes and then you've got stunning stars or um mm -hmm. yeah the perfect environment really yeah, absolutely and clear uh, clear air yes exactly yeah. that not not much uh, atmospheric haze not yeah. as much as in the plains i mean yeah yeah great for skies what, what is the the attractiveness of the mountains for you what, what draws you to to go to the mountains again and again aside from the fact that it's a job probably so you, you yeah. somehow have to but I, I think it, there's something more no there definitely is um uh i think well when when i was when i was really young um we used to go on holiday to switzerland um on a yearly basis for quite a while um my grandparents um my parents and all Uh, my aunt and uncle and my cousins, we'd all used to go there and um, it just was part of the way of life, that um, sound and music style, mm -hmm. um, alpine environment. And I, um, it felt very right returning there when I started working summer, um, summers in the mountains. It just felt like a home from home. Um, and that's uh, reaffirmed every time I go back, it, It's something about the scale of mountains. They're huge. They make you feel completely in your place. They're very peaceful. Um, 
I think you get a really good amount of perspective from the mountains. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a really good, I, I couldn't tell you which ski video it was from, but there was a really good quote I heard once. This, this lady said, um, you're always a guest in the mountains. You know, the moment you take advantage or try to take advantage or try and take them for granted. Um, yeah, you need to you need to show them respect. You've got to show them respect. Yeah, for sure. And I think there's something very grounding about that. That that's mm. what draws me back to them again uh, and again. Great. Well, what is your favorite mountain range? If you that's can have a favorite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, for a long time, it was probably the the Aravi range um, in the French Alps. Uh, it's this beautiful uh, kind of range of peaks all knitted together um, above the resort of La Clusa. Um, and it's, if anyone lo- knows of Lake Annecy, that kind of way, it's an, an hour drive from uh, from Geneva. Very unknown in the British uh, kind of market for ski holidays, but that area was just that mountain range was my daily view and that was just became like my iconic mountain range um i i guess like more recently the dolomites has to take the pride of place um again they're not as well known as uh i don't know the dolomites as a place aren't as well known as some of the bigger french resorts or perhaps um austrian but they uh the rock there it's its own type of rock dolomite rock it's a type of limestone with with magnesium in it and it gives it this beautiful um kind of terracotta color yep. which is why so many photographers um flood to that place so it's very dramatic it's quite a young um rock type i think in comparison to the rest of the alps so it, you get these incredible jagged peaks um which really stand out from the, the valleys below um, so yeah, I think it, at the moment they're still winning for me. Yeah, it's probably not as uh, popular as some other some other places with uh, with the general public, but with photographers, I mean, they're incredibly yes. popular. Um, yeah, because they're, they're so beautiful and the the colors. I mean, the, the colors of the rock, as you said, and when yeah. when the light is low, when the sun is low at sunrise oh. or sunset, it they light up in. Uh, with some great, great colors and the contrast yeah. between the the pinks, uh, the the oranges of the of the of the rocks and the, the green of the valleys and the blue of the sky, or so on. It's, uh, yeah, it's stunning. Yeah, absolutely stunning. You said that starting this uh, job as a as a work leader was uh, was not something that you had planned, and uh, I would like to ask. Uh, are you thinking of uh, planning of doing this for the rest of your life? Is something that you found now and said, now this is my life, I want to do this forever? Or do you have other plans for your future? Um, so I, I mean, one thing I do know is that, that mountains as that core um, kind of theme, that for me, I want that to be the rest of my life. Um, I don't think I've seen enough of the world and what mountains are out there to kind of make the decision right now that I'd want to be walk leading in the Dolomites for the rest of my life or, um, or in the Pyrenees or, or in Europe. Um, but, um, I know that for sure I want to take my ski instructing further. Um, and I want to use that to travel 
and photography links in really well with that because if I go and teach somewhere new for a whole winter it means I can take my camera with me and I'm going to have a really good chance to get plenty of shots whilst I'm there so So yeah beyond the the mountains that you mentioned like the Dolomites or the Pyrenees uh, what 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 place what mountain change chain uh, would you like to visit what's on the top of your bucket list so to say yeah um for a long time now uh iceland has been pretty high on the list um the images you see coming out of of places like that um they're just inspiring and i i really would love to spend a good amount of time there throughout different seasons as well um there's something about that um just north the arctic circle you know iceland norway that thing the midnight sun the northern lights it's all very um romanticized but rightly so they're just that fire and ice beautiful environment beautiful um landscape and yeah that's definitely top of my list i've got to see if i can navigate my way there at some point Yeah, Patagonia maybe. I mean, I've seen some photos from there and uh, the mountains there are fantastic. Yes, yeah, that's got to be pretty high as well. Yeah, yeah it's Argentina, Chilean. Yeah, that's that's got to be. Uh, have, you, have you got any trips planned to, to some specific place uh, in yeah. the near future? Um, yeah, the, the next big trip is Japan. Oh, um, yeah, so... This winter, I'm, I'm going to do some traveling around Japan. Um, I'm looking to, to do some ski instructing out there as well in the North Island of Hokkaido. Um, I think probably what I'll do is I'll go and, and work for a little while and then afterwards travel maybe further south through the, com the country. So in terms of getting photos, it will be and blogging as well it should be an incredible opportunity it's a culture so different from our own absolutely and climbing mount fuji maybe <laughs> yes <laughs> i've been looking into it <laughs> so when are you when are you going there in the winter yeah mostly um it'll be going in november and then probably coming back um late spring early summer so yeah a winter of ascent of a mount fuji might be quite a challenge mm, yeah <laughs> Yeah, um, certainly good mountains out there to climb. Yeah, I've, uh, I was uh, in a previous episode. I was interviewing Martin Bailey, who is another mm. Briton, Briton like yeah. you, who is uh, moved to Japan many years ago, oh, wow. a few yeah. years ago, and now he leads uh, he leads photo tours in uh, in Hokkaido during the winter. Amazing. And uh, yeah, it's he it says it's, uh, it's really beautiful. So yeah. should check out that that episode. Yeah, maybe for sure. get, get some ideas. We'll put a link uh, again in the in the show notes. Yeah. Uh, okay. And if you were to to go back tomorrow to a place you've already been to, but you have maybe no, it's not on your immediate uh, travel destination list. Well, where would you go back to, and why? Uh, um, probably to probably back to the Pyrenees where I've just been actually mm -hmm. um, there, I was only there for a month and uh, we were on the Spanish side um, in, a, in a place called Pantacosa 
and uh, it was not what I expected it to be at all. I kind of I knew about the Pyrenees. I knew that they had beautiful mountains, um, but what I wasn't expecting was the kind of Wild West style uh, rock formations there. Um, it was very arid. It had been quite a dry summer, so I mean the colours. Autumn was just coming in, so it was all golds and oranges and reds. Um, and it was just. I did a lot of walking and a lot of uh, time with the guests out there. And it was one of those few times where I did just want to go off with my tripod and go and get some shots um, and take time over them because there was just so much to see that, um, yeah, I reckon I could do more time in, in the Pyrenees. Good, good. Yeah. So I would like now to ask you a completely unrelated different question. Sure. Is, uh, aside from cameras and lenses, what is the, the single piece of equipment that you always bring with you when you travel, whether it's on the mountains or, or anywhere else? Yeah, um, it, it would probably be my sketchbook. Um, actually, it's um, another reason why I kind of picked up photography originally was that I used to take lots of um, reference images for paintings or sketches. Mm -hmm. And now it's almost uh, switched back around again. Um, now my sketchbook comes as a second thought um, in my bag. And I'll take lots of pictures. And then if I remember, I'll sit down and do a sketch as well. Because I think uh, if you you take a picture, sometimes you point, you shoot, and it's gone. Um, and then if you spend time editing it later, that's when you kind of really get into that image. But if you sit down and you draw something, um, whether you're good at it or not, it, it just definitely um, cements that memory for you. If you spend a long time kind of drawing that one little tree, that you'll remember that tree rather mm. than just forgetting that, uh, that memory. So, yeah, that always comes with wherever I go. And you also, you said do, you do writing, you do blogging. Uh, yeah. That's something that you find... Uh, complements your photography or is it the other way around how, how does it work uh, yeah definitely I would, I'd like to say I think it would it complements the photography I think the photography comes first for me um, I enjoy the writing it's another good way of, of painting a, a picture um, you can build a nice image if you find the right words yeah. so um, yeah it's definitely been a really enjoyable part for me um, whilst I was doing the walk organizing, I was also working for that company as their blogger. So whenever I was out on walks, I was approaching those days with a, the eye of a blogger and a photographer. I was always looking for nice shots and um, trying to get the guests um, looking as natural as possible. I don't when I take pictures of people, I, I think if they're posed, I can never quite get that that right so that i've got to get the guests when they're uh, or just anyone i'm walking with when they're in their natural in the natural moment um mm -hmm. those images are a lot more real um, what, what is your main outlet artistically speaking where do you <laughs> <laughs> do you publish yeah. what you create um it's I, I don't know what it would be to be honest with you i'm um uh, I wasn't. I wasn't like the most academic person at school, but I was creative. Um, so whether it was art, writing, 
um, photography, music. Um, almost every day I'll do one of those things. So um, I guess at the moment it's probably the photography that's my main outlet, but uh, um, it could be the guitar the next day. It could be it could yeah. be the thing the next day. So uh, yeah, I'm, um, I admire you for that. I mean, I can I can take uh, one or two decent pictures in a while, but <laughs> I try to write. I mean, I'm yeah. not I'm not a writer, but I try to do the effort to write, but I'm completely incapable of drawing or playing any instrument. So uh-huh. I admire people who have done all of, all of those talents. Well, yeah, well, it, it's all about time, isn't it? It's uh, yeah. I think it, anything can be learned. It just uh, it takes a while. I mean, if you if you asked me to figure out some sort of equation or you know learn something scientific i probably wouldn't put my mind to it but if you put a new instrument in front of me i would i would be interested in taking the time over that so mm-hmm. it's it's various people's um interest isn't it right i would like to ask you to suggest the name of another photographer that you admire whose Absolutely. work you you love and uh, for our listeners to to have a look at their work too maybe Yeah, for sure. Um, so dur- during the winter, I worked with um, with a guy called James Rushforth. Um, uh, James is a travel photographer, mountain photographer, and he has written quite a few guidebooks um, for the Dolomites specifically, uh, for the Via Ferrata and for the climbing there. Um, and when I worked with him, he was writing a winter guidebook as well for snowshoe and, and ski tour routes. Um, so his camera was absolutely massive. He had all of the gear, all of the lenses. He knew exactly what he was doing. And his images are um, stunning. They really are beautiful. And he taught me a lot. So, uh, yeah, I guess he's someone that I, I admire Um And a lot of images of places that I recognize too, so it, you know, there's a, a nice vibe with that. So that's, uh, can you say the name again? James Rushforth? Re- yeah, James Rushforth. Yeah, we'll, we'll put the link in, um, in the Absolutely. show notes as well, so people can, can find his work. Uh, I'm sure you will uh, appreciate yeah. your admiration. <laughs> um, Before we close this conversation, I would like to ask you where can people find more about you online? Yeah, um, I mean, so at the moment, um, I've got a Facebook page um, called Pandora Mountain Photography. Um, that's got uh, images of mine going up um, a lot of the time. Um, and the same thing, uh, Viewbug, um, Ski Pandora on View, Viewbug, that's mine. Uh, my page as well. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of my work is up on um, the website of Collett's Mountain Holidays, um, which is the, the company I was just working for. Um, a lot of the blogs and that are also on there. So that's um, one of my outlets too. Great. We'll, uh, we'll put links to those two as well. And, uh, so it's uh, it's been great talking to you today. I uh, hope that maybe, I mean, I've, I haven't been in the Dolomites for years i don't even want to think about uh, how many years i've been missing from from yeah. those places which are relatively close to where i live so yeah it's, uh, sure. it's a pity i've not been there so maybe this spring or so i will uh, 
take a trip we could meet up there and uh, go out and shoot together that would be great that would be great yeah no I would look forward to that cool yeah anything else before we we say goodbye no just thank you very much yeah thank you for your time it's been a pleasure thank you for your time and uh, you're very much welcome so all the best for your ski season and for your next uh, mountains summer season thank you very much have a nice day goodbye and you bye I don't know about you, but talking with Beth made me want to go back to the mountains, especially the Dolomites, a place I've been missing for too many years already, so it's time to go back now. Anyway, thanks for listening, and stay tuned for next week's episode that will feature Mathieu Gasquet, who will talk to us about uh, Wales, that part of the UK that is not very often on uh, traveler's maps, but is uh, really a beautiful country. Until next time... Take care and all the best.